0: Hey, we're in part two of a series called New, and today we have the treat of hearing from our discipleship pastor, Pastor Tim. Now, last week we learned that loving others as Christ has loved us is an integral part of our faith. But if you think that doing nice things for our neighbors is all that it takes, and that's all that God is asking from us, there's so much more beneath that. So let's find out what that is together. Light. Good morning. We are continuing our series in James. And so today we'll be reading out of James 2 14 to 17, as well as James 3 13 through 17. So please open up your Bibles and read along with me. We're going to uh, start out of James 2. So James 2 14 reads, What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now James, he continues in chapter 3, verse 13, and he states, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. So, James here is saying that faith, if it's not coupled with action, is dead. If your faith does not spur you on to engage in good deeds, it's ineffectual. But he doesn't stop there. He then continues by saying our action, it must be uh, preceded by a deep examination of why we're engaging in these actions, why we're engaging in these good deeds. So he's commenting upon our motives here. And he's saying that if we engage in good deeds or actions without being aware of our motives behind those actions, that could be unhealthy for us. So what are our motives and what underlies or is underneath our motives? Now I believe that underneath our motives are a drive or is a drive to accomplish or meet unmet needs. So we all have unmet needs, from past hurts, past relationships, we have voids in our hearts. And these unmet needs, they drive our motives, which then in turn influence our behaviors, influence our actions, and in fact influence even our good deeds. Common unmet needs that I often see are relational. And so some relational unmet needs that are apparent are, for example, you see an individual who has a need of uh, acceptance or they feel unworthy, unworthy. And so when they engage in good deeds or actions, it's not out of a a place where um, it's wholeheartedly healthy or good for the benefit of another. But really, it's because they want to be liked. They engage in good deeds because they want some type of approval or it improves their reputation in some way. And this in turn is related to the fact that they have a need of being truly accepted. Another relational unmet need is a need for achievement. And so you see these individuals, they engage in, in good good deeds and kind acts, but they just fill up their schedule with too much of it and you realize that a lot of their motivation is based upon this need for um, accomplishment or need for approval or need for achievement. And so the acts in themselves are not bad and they're helping society, they're helping community, but a close examination on their motives realizes or it makes you realize that there's a need that isn't the most healthiest. And so these are common unmet relational needs that we see. What are a couple things that we can do in order for us to be just more aware of our motives, aware of our unmet needs? The first thing that we can do is just increase our awareness or increase our consciousness of our, our drives, of our motives, of our needs that we may have. And just to be very curious about why we might have these unmet needs. What instances or experiences have contributed to these needs, whether it's uh, past childhood hurts, whether it's relational pains that you've experienced with a partner, maybe with a spouse, maybe um, in high school or in college what are our um, sensitivities what are our insecurities and how is it uh, influencing our motives and of course and how does it bleed into our actions or our good deeds now, the second thing that we can do is then to rely on our community and receive feedback from them. Now, the first step of what we just talked about is increasing consciousness. That's good and all, but the problem is that we can, it only relies upon us being the judge of whether our motives are pure. We need our community to keep us in check. And so I encourage you to check in with your life groups, check in with close friends and trusted colleagues and say, you know what, here's an action or here's a good deed that I want to engage in but please check to make sure that my motives are pure please check to make sure that my motives are coming or originating from a healthy spot from a healthy location Now Westside, we have such a gift of, of blessing others and Megan and I have been a product of that. Recently we had a kid and you all have rallied around us. You've given us food and delicious meals. You all have blessed us with so many gifts and we are so grateful for that. We have a prayer team, a strong prayer ministry, uh, praying for individuals on Wednesday, as well as uh, on Sunday before service. I know some of you have uh, given so many care packages to people in need and are blessing others in the community in that way. I also know some of you are going to the vaccination clinics, not to get vaccinated, but to actually help in the process of saving lives by uh, volunteering your, your valuable time in that way. And all of these actions are so good and they're wonderful and in addition to this i think god is encouraging us to continue engaging in these actions and to also examine our heart and to pause and say are these actions fulfilling an unmet need of mine and if so Am I going about it in a healthy and right way? Do I need to check with my community to make sure my heart is in the right place as I continue to engage in these good deeds? This, I believe, is James's encouragement to us. He's saying, make sure that you have faith that spurs on action, because without action, your faith is dead. But before you're engaging in this action, please check your motives, check your heart. Make sure that your actions are based upon motives that are pure and that are healthy. As we continue in this this sermon series, Pastor Stan, Pastor Lori, in the following weeks are going to be speaking about some specific actions and specific tools that we can take and implement into our lives in order to continue blessing our community. And as we continue to implement these actions into our lives, let's be mindful of our heart and of our motives, of the why. Why are we engaging in these actions? And if we do, can we engage in these actions from a healthy and from a mindful space? So, Westlight, may we be a community that continues to bless others in these good deeds and these good actions. May we also be a community that simultaneously engages in these actions with a very sensitive heart and a deep examination of our motives. Blessings to you, Westlight.